0: Welcome to the Task Management and Time Blocking Podcast, episode 28.
1: Are you someone who works really long hours? Not because you're forced to, maybe. You know, you could really love what you're doing. But you have an inkling that maybe if you put those hard, long work hours elsewhere, perhaps it could actually benefit your entire life. Including, and maybe most importantly for us, the quality of the work you're doing. If this resonates with you at all, join me and Jason Vandeveer as we tackle this challenging issue. I'm Francis Wade and welcome to the task management and time blocking podcast. And welcome back. And as you can see, I'm joined on the stage by Jason Vanderveer. And before I introduce him, let me say a couple of things to give you an orientation to the kind of shows that we do here at the Task Management and Time Blocking Podcast, because it's not like other podcasts. While I do have guests, I actually don't interview my guests, I invite them to come on and to get their hands dirty as we try to solve a very difficult, tricky, and sticky problem in the area of productivity. So Jason is our companion today. And um, while, he, while, he, while he waits to be brought on fully and to be introduced, let me tell a bit about how the show works. We spend the first part of the conversation going back and forth, thrashing the problem out, trying to get to the bottom of it and how bad it is and how awful and what happens if we don't solve it. Einstein said this great quote is that if you give him an hour to solve a problem, he'll spend the first 55 minutes on the problem and the last five minutes on the solution. And that's a little bit of what we do here. Also, we're looking to achieve a serendipitous insight, or two or three, and when there's a serendipitous insight, it means that we've come up with something that we didn't recognize before. It's something brand new for both of us. When that happens, we'll ring a bell, a virtual bell, and if we get to the end of the podcast and we haven't done it, you'll hear a buzzer. The buzzer doesn't mean that we fail, it just means that we didn't have any particular moments of serendipity that we could point to. Not bad, just didn't quite hit the mark. So before I introduce Jason, let me tell you about Albert. It's a quick story. So Albert, he works 100 hours per week on a good week. He loves his company, the demands of his customers, the needs of his people, and he's successful at meeting them all. He's always had a surplus of energy. That leaves others in the dust. It's like his secret formula, superpower. But he's missing a sense of fulfillment. And he believes, honestly believes, that working more would fill this inner void. It, it's always kind of worked. When he was a student, went to a demanding program at a tough college, worked then. And in fact, his fiance told him that she admires him for his work ethic. And she loves him for it. Also, his boss has said, got some good news for him. His work, his hours, his dedication, it's been moved him to the top of the line for promotions in his company. And he's being rewarded for his sacrifice. Let's call it that. But in the last couple of weeks, his fiance rescheduled the wedding on her own this time. For the third time, recently, she stopped wearing the ring that he gave her every day. She said, it's squeezing my finger. But he kind of wondered, is there something more going on? So it's bugging him. He's lying in bed. Most nights, he doesn't sleep so well, tossing and turning. He's wondering if she's asleep or is she giving him the cold shoulder? So he's starting to think that working hard might not be the answer. And to be honest, the last time he took more than a week's vacation was college spring break 10 years ago. So let's welcome Jason Vanderveer. He is an entrepreneur, real estate investor, life coach, and author of The Goal Crazy Planner. Through his products and programs, he's helped over 30,000 set goals for themselves and take action towards them. Outside of business, he is a loving husband and father of a, this was written some time ago, so how old is your... He's
2: uh, seven months old. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having seven me on here. <laughs> yeah, time. getting old quickly.
1: Congratulations. That's, is, that, is he your first? Yeah, and only he's your so first
2: one. Yep, first one. Mm-hmm.
1: Great, great. So, what do you make of Albert and his his dilemma, um, Jason? Just it's, as we just as we sort sort of start off with a quick summary of what we know. so Yeah, far.
2: it sounds painful, <laughs> but uh, I think there's a lot of people there that can they can fall into that trap, right? They uh, they might not have the feeling of fulfillment that they want, so they just keep working more. They keep working more, and slowly start to forget about the other areas of life, right?
1: Right, and the truth is, it worked in the past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it it's, it's kind of paid off, right? He mm-hmm. yeah. he has hard evidence that this approach to life and the way he's lived his life, using his energy to fuel the number of hours that he works, got him a three something GPA. Let's uh, I made that mm-hmm. up. It's all made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a really yeah. good GPA. <laughs> Probably got him scholarships and it got him noticed by his fiance. You know, she was really attracted. Look how hard he works. He's mm-hmm. so cute. Mm-hmm. I probably felt comfortable that you know someone who works that hard is someone who she, she could kind of
2: connect her life with for the long term. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty popular thing too. I think yeah, like a quality like that, it's easy for it to be attractive at first, right? They're really hardworking and they probably want that in a spouse. But then if it continues to the point where they start to feel less important than work, then it's not so attractive of a quality, right? <laughs> if uh. Kind of turns yeah. back and bites you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that approach of, like, he probably is somebody who says yes to everything, right? Like, oh, yeah, I can take that on. I can take that on. But eventually, you just, working hard and saying yes to everything, just, eventually, you're going to cap out on how many things you can say yes to.
1: And he has he has a bit of evidence that something is capping out.
2: Yeah. And I but- imagine, probably, if you're at that point, you know, if you're working 100 hours, You're probably, I mean, like you said, he's probably not sleeping very much. I mean, even if he's not really sleeping very many hours to be able to work that much, you probably also are sacrificing the time for working out for, you know, if you're not sleeping, maybe now you're drinking a ridiculous amount of caffeine or, you know, these energy drinks, maybe you're working so much. Yeah. You're not making healthy meals for yourself. So now your health starts to slip and yeah, it just, it starts to snowball on itself. Right.
1: Right. And turns into like a, a the beginning of a bigger problem, which is why people have mm-hmm. heart attacks on Monday morning more than any other time. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Monday morning. So they say. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. He's very driven, right? Go say ahead. that one more time. He's very driven. Very driven. Yeah. Very driven. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if things start to slip. I imagine that probably, you know, if your relationship starts to slip, if he feels like his spouse or a significant other is starting to be a little more distant, it probably encourages him to even work more, right? If you don't feel a really strong connection with your significant other at home, then it's easier to justify, well, I'm just going to work more, right? And uh, yeah, then that just makes the problem even worse.
1: His his tendency to work hard and long is triggered by any kind of anxiety because he he knows how to work himself out of a jam. Mm-hmm. So as yeah. the anxiety about his relationship increases, his tendency is to let me work hard and I'll get us out of this jam. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So he's a he's he's a driven guy. He's, he's he, he he he's also very ambitious. Obviously, he he wants to be able to have this full life where he has everything. He probably wants to have kids and probably wants to spend a lot of time with the kids as well. In addition to the hundred hours. Um, but for him, you know, the the, the, the enemy in all this is that he only gets 168 hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And being yeah. pretty young, because he's in his 20s, he is, I can tell you as someone who has some gray hair is that youth is wasted on the young. But when you're young, you know, you, your body will bounce back after all kinds of long hours and abuse. So you're a young guy, Jason. You, you could, you could <laughs> tell us, tell us,
2: remind us of what that's like. <laughs> hey i mean i can bounce back but i definitely uh, need my sleep i really value my sleep
1: <laughs> you do okay you're not yeah. one of these folks yeah. who can just keep put a couple of all-nighters and have no you problem. know
2: i tried that for a while and it's like you know there's times where life is hectic and you gotta you know like when you have a baby you just gotta step up to the plate and yeah. make those all-nighters happen but uh yeah. as a long term it it catches up with you and um yeah it starts to get painful but uh, yeah. I found out yeah,
1: I had a problem with all nighters when I was 18 years old, freshman year. Okay. I tried one. It didn't, did not work. And I said- Yeah, what happened the next again? day?
2: Did you pay for it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe
1: even the that. next
0: week? Yeah. I said
1: never again. Yeah, it, took, it took- Nowadays, well, I can't do that nowadays. Nowadays, if I go to bed at midnight, I'm a wreck for the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. But back then, I probably bounced back after, sleeping an extra couple of hours. But I said never again. I said, I don't know how they do it. I don't maybe yeah. want to know. And I'm not going to find out. So I'm going to arrange my life so that I never have to do one of these things ever again. And I was able to keep that promise.
2: Yeah. Just couldn't do yeah. it. That's good. And I imagine, you know, now that you're a married man and, you know, for Albert, it's like if he stays up a really long time and if he's tired, he'll probably find the strength to get through the workday, right? He's got the drive to do that. But probably when he gets home, then it's just like, you know, his, his significant other, his fiance wants to hang out and do fun things. Probably like right. they did when they were first starting to date. And he's like, look, I'm, I'm like cash out for the day. I've been, you know, I slept four hours last night. I've slept four hours for the past couple of nights. we got this big project. He's exhausted. And it's, right. uh, yeah, starts to eat at that the spark. And what do you think for Albert? What do you think is the worst part for his fiance right now as he's going through this? If you were to paint that
1: no, picture. I, she's pretty young. They're both pretty young. Mm-hmm. So they're not, and they're not used to, they're not married yet. Mm -hmm. So they're still in that honeymoon phase. Okay. So I remember being in the honeymoon phase and justifying all kinds of things Mm -hmm. that they would eventually work out. Yeah. Because I didn't really have enough experience to know that some things don't work out like that. Mm -hmm. So I suspect that she's telling her things like, he'll grow out of it. Mm -hmm. um, I won't stay upset with him. Yeah. Big, I don't even talk to him. Just a little phase. Moment.
2: It's just a project at work right it's
0: now. That's busy. The on, one time,
2: yeah.
1: Honest, uh, it wouldn't always be like that. That when he gets promoted, it'll get better. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: We all know that. That's not. That doesn't happen that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you're young. You know, you, 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 you kind of forgive a lot of these things because you don't see them continuing forever. You kind of tell yourself, "This will change when the baby. You know, when I get married and we have a baby, then he'll, he won't spend so much time at work." She's probably telling herself these kinds of things. Is what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. She's, not really, she's fooling herself, mm-hmm. yeah. Basically. And him too, you know, because the, the the truth is, if he doesn't get his sort of head around this quickly, the anxiety that he's feeling is only going to increase.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he's not going to be he's not going to be effective. He's going to mm-hmm. feel more. Um, a sense of a sense of unease is not going to go away it'll take mm-hmm. him through the wedding and through the baby and through the first, but at, at, it 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 won't go away it'll only increase because he's not really dealing with the source of it he may mm-hmm. just hope that you know she'll keep her keep making promises and hope that she keeps being patient and keeps being forgiving and that that'll, that'll probably be enough you know mm-hmm. internally he's probably just barely feeling the beginning of anxiety but you Mm -hmm. know someone like him though you know given how driven he is and he's just you know i I imagine he's a smart guy Mm -hmm. he he thinks that there should be a way to have it all Mm
2: -hmm. yeah you know maybe he's one of these guys
1: you know he reads like positive literature positive thinking literature that says basically yes you can have it all
2: yeah Huh. Do you think uh, now that he's trying to, do you think he's feeling stress? Like, is he, is he buried with stress or is his excitement, you know, kind of numbing that out? Is he, yeah. what do you think? Is he in this constant state yeah, of he, overwhelm? We would ask,
1: we would ask those questions because we're a bit older. Yeah. But in, in his world, it's, it, he's never felt these feelings before. Yeah. And he, whenever he's felt anxious, he's been able to work himself out of it. But mm. you and I know that he's probably feeling 10 different kinds of new feelings yeah
2: the he thinks maybe of
1: problems like wow. overwhelm yeah like his health hasn't started to go yet cuz he's young mm-hmm. he's young right? yeah he can bounce back he, mm-hmm. he he he's he is losing sleep but you know he's lost sleep before because he's you know, when you're young you're like superman you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: if you're in your 20s you're like dude I could do this. <laughs> I, yeah. Sleep a couple hours. I can sleep on the floor for a couple hours and wake up feeling great. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> You're yeah. a developer. You probably had a few, a few all nighters, no? I've had a few. Yeah. And hey, I I know the pain that you pay the next day. It's uh, it's real. But mm-hmm. yeah, I also think probably like in that phase, having lots of demand for your time right? Like right now he's super busy. He's probably in his head feeling like this is what success feels like, right? Like all these people need me. And he might not even realize yet that it's a problem, right? It's like, wow, I'm so needed here. I need to do all these things. It's it's the illusion of, of a lot of growth. Do you agree with that? He he probably has one of those big posters on
1: his wall that says something like, great. The -hmm. more you work, the more you get, you know? So all of these- Yeah. I'll sleep when I'm dead 24
2: seven. Yeah.
1: That eagle flying over and something, you know, something like your inputs are only his outputs are only as big as your inputs, or something that mm-hmm. makes him just want to drive more and more because he's, you know, he's in that he's in that kind of energetic, you know, drive for results kind of. He's not very at this point not too reflective because he hasn't had any major catastrophes. It's just like the inkling of something she hasn't Quit. she hasn't told him you're spending too not know you're not spending enough time with me' I'm, I'm off the wedding is over
2: so mm-hmm. he's not he's had not any yet.
1: catastrophe related to his long working hours
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so it's really just like in evenings when he's laying there at night he kind of gets those feelings it's during the day he's so focused on work uh it's when he's home he's like oh yeah I have this relationship and that's when he starts to think about it
1: Right, because I think that's that's most of us most of the time, you know. We we push aside those kinds of anxieties and concerns, mm-hmm. and
2: you know we try to just kind of, you know, maybe we want to ignore them. Right, we know they're probably yeah. something to address, but it's way easier to ignore. I it I think things are fine. Right. Why stir the pot with a question of you know are we good? Right, it's uh, exactly. How well, would you ask that?
1: <laughs> you say yeah. Yeah, we're good, right? Good, yeah. great. On the way. Out the door, we're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. Gone. Because, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she said we're good, so we're obviously good. So mm. you know, but I think we don't want that. We don't want the bad news. We yeah. We don't want to. We don't want to delve into these sort of anxious feelings in the beginning. We we want to just kind of have them go away, in the natural course of things. And mm-hmm. for someone like Albert, they always have gone away in the past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's yeah. never been a real catastrophe, as I said. From his really working hard, um, I think we're, you know, we're all, we're always kind of grappling with this question. You know, how much is how much do the early warning signs, mm-hmm. or do they mean anything at this point, or is mm-hmm. it just my mind playing tricks? Um, you know, if if he. he, he he probably, at some level, is thinking that if I keep this up, I'm going to lose this engagement,
0: hmm.
1: and he's probably thinking, He's had some of those thoughts. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. but they're they're deeply buried. Mm-hmm. He's not. Yeah, they haven't even not probably even in his conscious mind, he's just kind of, oh no 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 no, dismiss yeah. them as soon as they've come up, mm-hmm. and it's a
2: real a battle. Probably the uh, the success he's having in his career might numb that a little bit like well what why would this fail like i'm super successful right like look how successful i am the business needs me or my organization needs me 100 hours a week or things would crumble right he uh right and he probably yeah. has
1: some role models some guys who are saying oh, don't worry about it when you get to the manager you you won't have to but it's kind of like your internship if you're in medical school you know you you you, you live you have no life for like a better part of a 10 years or whatever it is but at the end when you're driving your, whatever your BMW, Lexus, BMW, yeah, you know, yeah, and you're make, making the mega bucks, it would all have been worth it. So he's probably you know in those kinds of yeah, it's horrible, no, but when I reach the promised land, it'll all be worth it, and mm-hmm. my wife will be happy with me, and you know it's probably mm-hmm.
2: this is probably going to go for a while. So, um, lots of their relationship is being held together by promises for the future, right? This exactly. in the future we'll have this in the future we'll be able to do that trip in the future we'll have that time. It's uh,
0: right.
2: yeah. yeah, but we hmm. do that
1: too. You know, we it's not it's not only an Albert thing. We all do that, right? We all mm-hmm. we we don't really we're not taught and we don't really know the early signs of trouble, capital T trouble.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: don't the hundred hours is not by itself a bad thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe or sixty hours a week. Or haven't taken a vacation in, Or I'm too busy to go to get my annual checkup. Or, mm-hmm. you know, all the ways in which, or exercise, yeah, once a week or so. All the ways in which we kind of shave off a corner here and there and we justify it in our minds. We're all Albert. He's just a younger, more extreme version of where we're all at. Because we're always kind of mulling this over and thinking, and we're always trying to push them into the back of our mind, saying, oh, no, I,
2: I exercised last week, right? Yeah, yeah, that was enough.
0: <laughs> you know, we're yeah, and
2: probably case. similar, it's those promises for the future with himself, right? Like, well, I'll work out more once I become a manager, right? Then I'll have the, the budget or the time to go do those fitness things. Or once I, right, he probably makes those. Well, once I finish this project, then I'll start at eating healthier, right? I'll stop eating fast food on the road. And uh, yeah, kind of making those- once-
1: once we get married, the fiance will settle down, and mm-hmm. she are wear her ring every day.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. Then,
1: yeah, we kind of borrow from the future and think that the problem won't. We don't think of the problem. We don't think of it deeply enough. Um. Mm-hmm. But you know, he'll he'll continue to create this problem that he has. Why? Because he's so ambitious, and we don't really. There's something in our in human nature, especially among ambitious people I would say and most people who listen to this podcast I think are pretty ambitious because you know they're productivity people productivity people tend to folks if you're listening tell me if this fits or not well you can't tell me but think it to yourself does this fit that you're a little bit type A you're a little bit driven you're a little bit anal maybe you really you really like to produce great things in your life you have aspirations that are pretty serious to you in the sense that you want to accomplish them. And you take, you know, you take your productivity seriously. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You know, even, even though my Jamaican accent makes you think of the last vacation you had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're here listening to a podcast that you know tried to improve your productivity. And those of us who are in that kind of realm, it's easy for us to become like an albert. We, we just mm-hmm. don't pay attention to the balance or or optimism and or ambition and our positive thinking just pushes us in a particular direction for a long, 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 long time. And so we don't really solve the problem that he's talking, he's experiencing until, until what, until life delivers us a, a, an unmistakable wake up call.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh, I mean, could you paint that picture of you know, if Albert stayed on this path, what do you think are some potential situations that would be that wake up call that that he could experience?
1: I I think you would get I think you would get married. I think he would have somewhere after the second child. You know, I had a I had a I had a friend who, whose son called someone else Dada. <laughs> and that was a wake up call for him. Yeah. You know, but I've had I've had. I've known people to get to where their kids are now. They're now retiring and their kids are 18, 19, 20, and they're leaving home. And mm-hmm. they're saying, Great, now I can spend more time with you. And the kids are like, Who are you? Mm-hmm. It's too late. Basically. Mm-hmm. It's no, I don't want to spend time with you. You had no time for us when you know, when we really wanted you, and now now you want to make up for it, really. Mm-hmm. And it's gone you know so that's a, that's a that's a that's not a wake up call that's that you you already fell asleep that's so a, you realize you, you messed it up mess. yeah yeah, yeah. or oh, you, you know your wife looks at you and says i'm just staying in the marriage for the kids
0: mm-hmm. and
1: when they get wow. to the age when they can be on their own i'm gone And the whole gig the gig will be up and you're like but what did i do and all you get is this kind of look and, and that's it. So, you know, there were wake up calls that probably happened before that. Mm-hmm. But by the time these things happen, it's kind of too late.
2: Yeah. And I think you brought up kind of a good thing of you have that that inkling. I think you keep calling it right. You, you probably would have that gut feeling like I I know my relationship isn't where it should be. Right. Or those people who they have their kids in that situation. It's like They probably know. Right. There's things they know they should be doing uh, mm-hmm. and they have that gut feeling. And it's you can keep ignoring it, or you can you know say, "Hey, I'm going to make a change." Hmm.
1: But they just don't make the they just don't make they don't they don't they don't catch the signal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't they don't see the the defect. Kind of like mm-hmm. you're programming and you you're you're doing the kind of things like not not making comments, putting comments in your code, for example. You're not doing the things that would prevent problems later on Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: there's no cost to not putting the comments in your code right now Mm -hmm. so you're coding really fast because there's no commenting going on you know i'm assuming comments are still a part of code right
0: i haven't coded
2: anything for a while but it's if you have a problem makes it a lot easier to find where you put stuff (laughs) because uh rereading through code if you wrote it a couple of years ago or even months ago it's like what was i (laughs) how is this train of thought all connecting together here and it's Yeah, you got to basically reteach yourself the whole thing if you don't have those comments of like, here's this. Yeah, is that kind of what you're getting?
1: You know, there's there's very clear costs for putting stuff off, and in the in the world that the regular human world, and in the world of devoting a lot of time to work, Mm -hmm. there are these very weak signals
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that tell you that something is wrong, something is going on.
2: Yeah. What do you think uh, are some of the main ones that he's receiving? I mean, his fiance, you know, her ring is getting too tight, cold shoulder. What else do you think might be small, little subtle signs that he's working too much? I know when I, the older I got, the more I noticed.
1: So I would, you Mm know, if I think of myself, I was pretty ignorant, young guy. Yeah. That if I saw anything, I would dismiss it so quickly Mm -hmm. that it didn't register but no, you know it doesn't take much. My wife doesn't have to do much for me to go. Whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> mm-hmm. It just you know, it, she a look on her face, a uh, uh, tone of the voice, uh, a text that's kind of looking a little short in mm-hmm. terms of the words. Um, could be any, any one of those. Yeah. Some... Those
2: are good examples, though. They're subtle. And it's like you notice them and you have the option to like, OK, we can sit down and have this conversation. Right. But it's going to take time. Uh, or you can just be like, well, she says everything's fine. <laughs> or she didn't say there's a problem. Right. It's uh, and just kind of ignore it. But there is there's been those little those little subtle nudges that there's something going on.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe the the the. For an ambitious person, maybe if if there's a back and forth going on in your head like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, but, yes, but, no, but, yes, but, then that's a, 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 that by itself, the back and forth is a signal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's always a signal. Mm-hmm. Now, what's it a signal of is a better question than is it a signal? Because if you can't decide if it's a signal or not, that that indecision is by itself a
2: signal. Mm, signal. Yeah. And worse comes to worse, You ask them, Hey, what's going on? Right. And, uh, well, maybe for the wife example, if she tells you nothing, everything's great. I feel like that's when, you know, what's on your mind? Nothing. It's like, really? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. But that's a, that's a big sign that, you know, most of them there's nothing on somebody's mind. Uh, you know, if it's more like, well, today this happened, right. But, uh, when there's nothing, yeah. So it's just, you can ask, but I think you bring up a good point. If you're, you're trying to figure out if you're stuck in that point of indecision, that's a signal something's going on. Just, right. Yeah, dedicate the time to figuring it out.
1: Right, and and the, you know the most, he he may say or, or, or argue with himself and say, "I can't, I can't work any more than I am. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm already maxed out. I have 168 hours per week. Yeah, and some weeks I'm pulling 100 dollars Yeah, I'm doing the best <laughs> I can, which which kind of I can't do more.
2: Yeah. like when you More of me. Once you start making excuses for yourself, is that kind of right? Like, well, I can't be doing that because of this reason, this reason, this reason, right. When you start making those excuses yourself, that could be another signal. Why don't, you know, why doesn't she understand? Like, I don't have time to do those dates because of this, 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 this. And it's, uh, yeah. If you're continuing to make excuses for yourself like that, it's a sign. Right. 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 And you've lost control a little bit.
1: And he doesn't really have a a method of going from excuse making to problem solving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he he not he he Albert can't can't even go there because he's still in excuse making in our Mm -hmm. story. But I think over time, as you become better, more attuned to excuse making, and you also kind of figure out some other. That there should be some other kind of solutions, so you, you move into a more productive. So as opposed to arguing in your head that this shouldn't be happening, and is it happening? And you're you, you spend more time in addressing the problem, figuring out the problem rather than wondering if the problem exists. Mm-hmm.
0: What do
2: you mm-hmm. think of that? I
0: think that's good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you're wondering this problem exists, then it exists, right? And you need to just kind of label it for what it is and yeah, work on clarifying it. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, and then move on quickly. Yeah, act
1: on it quickly. You could speedily move on to problem solving,
2: but you'd have to give up the denial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe it's uh, realizing that Some of these things aren't always an easy fix. You know, if you're a really motivated person and you're very driven, you're looking for like the really quick fix, right? right. And it's like, sometimes you just got to like, you got to sit in it. You got to accept what your, the consequences of what you've been doing and own up to them, right? It's not like, oh, I like, you know, I've been a bad fiance for the past six months. I can pick up some flowers and now we're good for another six, right? It's like, no, you got to, it's not just a quick fix. It's not just the flowers. Like we got to make changes here and that's right i think that's that's that's
1: that that gives us all a reason to maybe pay attention to what's happening with albert because we 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 all kind of prefer a quick fix Mm -hmm. but one thing i notice is that as i've become more mature older is that the quick fixes aren't available to me the way they were before one thing we say in the task management world is that I heard this for the, I recorded this for the first time a few weeks ago or last week. Um, Every level has its devil. (laughs) So when you're, when you're younger, quick fixes in terms of task management would actually work. But then as you manage more and more and more tasks with greater skill, then the problem, the solutions of early, of yesterday or yesteryear, stop working. Yeah. And you've now got to do exactly what we we're talking about. You've got to pay more attention than you used to
0: mm-hmm.
1: because the shortcuts aren't available to you anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little bit like, you know, being a great um, big football player in high school. You know, being a great NFL player is a totally different kind of mm-hmm. activity. And the coaching that yeah. you got when you were in high school was good for a high school player. But in the NFL, that's not the coach that you want to listen to. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: the level of play is, is way more sophisticated and the players that you're playing are so much far better that little high school stuff does, doesn't cut it. You mm-hmm. need You need way better analysis so we don't have coaches for most of us in terms of our task management we coach ourselves but we need to be more sophisticated to pick up on the final I think I'm getting into solutions here
0: huh.
2: yeah well I think you touched on something good there like even... <laughs> I think uh, I want to think I think that uh, every level has a devil I think this is a perfect example of that with Albert right like maybe in the past you know if there's extra demands at work, His solution was, okay, I'll just work an extra 15 minutes later tonight, right? And I'll tackle that assignment. But eventually, that solution won't take you. Eventually, you tap out, right? Like, you can't just say, I'll work a little late tonight. I'll work a little later tonight than I did last night. I'll just work a little later. It's like, okay, eventually, you need to go to the next level. You need to, that solution isn't going to work anymore. Right. Right. And uh, even with coaching yourself, you still need to take time to do it. Right. And it's uh, most people, they just they don't coach themselves. They never take the time to reflect. And kind of that's where Albert's in. He needs to do like a self audit. Right. He needs to actually coach himself. But he probably hasn't had enough time would be his excuse. Right. Well, obviously, I have to do this and this and this.
1: Right. I'm too busy to. Yeah. Right. That's "That's "That's why you need it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Maybe That's our first bell then. Our first our first ding. Right. On the time. Yeah. Might be that. As, you're, as you become more sophisticated, the shortcuts aren't available to you anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And therefore, your way, your way to kick off an improvement is to become hyper-sensitive hyper to early warning signs. Mm. Yeah. So the, the first few defects that, mm-hmm. you know, the first time that your fiancé, her voice changes, the tone of her voice that like, hold on what's going on here mm-hmm. it's to be hypersensitive to these things because they're an indicator that your task management system isn't working the way it used to the, the, mm-hmm. the, the way the, the, the way you manage yourself is no longer working
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe that's a, a maybe that's a, our first thing is that
2: I like that yeah higher
1: higher skill the new devil at that level is that you need to pay more better radar than you ever had before
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah it's kind of just you need to be to have your radar on to see when when you've tapped out of that level and gotten to the next level right you have to be watching for when when am I ready to learn the next the next skills
1: right 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 and and I I need to be open to it in a way that I don't just rely on the old
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I need to be kind of and to be willing to be vulnerable and to be fresh mm-hmm. in looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I suspect this happens when people make these transitions in life, like from single to married or employee to owner. I have a friend who just became an owner of a company. He, he bought the company um, from the previous owner. <laughs> and he was he was sharing, you know, all of a sudden the same conversations he used to have with his colleagues. Mm-hmm. They're not the same conversations anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything is changing. Like you, said, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, well, you can just take the money and buy this. And he's like, you're mad. No. But mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. he used to say that before. Yeah. But he can't say mm-hmm. it anymore. You know, he's now he's no in a whole different world. They don't, they haven't quite figured that out yet
2: because mm-hmm. they're
1: still talking to him. Like he's one of us. Yeah. Yeah he's not one of them and he's no like hold on i'm not one of them no no we can't i, I know i used to like this, to say those things but no we're not doing that mm-hmm. you know they're probably thinking oh you know he's there and he, he was all friendly and he always used to like to spend money he probably want to spend some money and so they're, they're suggesting ways that he spend money on them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like
0: hmm <laughs> 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 yeah, he's, yeah
2: that's good right he's done a self-audit at some point and so like i need to stop doing that right i need to yeah i need to change how i spend money on others all the time and he realized that and changed himself right is that kind of what you're getting at
1: that's exactly what he's doing yeah yeah, yeah. But, but you know it's it's not as if you take a class in this stuff
2: right right
1: he doesn't have a coach to tell him oh watch because they're going to try and spend more money they're going to spend more of your money on things that they really? want. No, it was really in the, in the, in the heat of the moment, you know, it, it was actually, he, he mentioned this case. So it was a phone call. Oh, it was, a, it was a good, it was a good example. He was out of the office and he was heading back in. he gave a call. He said, yeah, I'm heading back into the office. And someone said, oh, why don't you buy, bring pizza for all of us? <laughs> and he's just about to say, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Hold on a minute where's that pizza money going to come from?
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. my
1: freaking pocket to buy pizza for everybody in the office. He said, no, no, I'll just bring my lunch. And I'll go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. it was
1: like in the heat of the moment on a phone call in the car <laughs> that yeah. you know he could have just said, yeah, no problem. yeah, sure, I'll pick a pizza. And afterwards, he could have said, hold on a minute. What did I just agree to? Mm-hmm. But he said, no, you know, he said, no. We, we don't even know how much money there is in, and they were implying that he they'd just gotten paid for something, some project they had been on, so now we could spend it.
0: Mm,
2: I see, yeah. Oh,
1: so it was it was his vigilance, you know, it was luck. He wasn't. I can't say he brought any vigilance to the party. This was just luck that he happened to notice in the mm-hmm. moment, and he he noticed it quickly enough to say no, yeah, and then realized that I can't be seen as someone who's gonna say yes to these things just like that. Whereas before yeah. I would have been happy to, sure. No, I can't because I'm the owner.
2: Yeah, yeah. He trusted his inkling, right? Uh,
1: right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a. You know, initially we started off seeing this as a, or implying that the problem was working too many hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That 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 was the problem, and that the 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 enemy was you only get 168 per week mm-hmm. but i think we're framing up a different problem here
2: i agree yeah i think uh, now probably the problem isn't that you have 160 no, however 167 as like i said hours a week it's um it, yeah. 168 yeah it's that uh he needs, new pro- he needs new processes. He needs new ways of handling those, right? He's tapped out on just having more. Uh, yeah, he's ready. He needs to go to the next level. He needs uh, he new needs ways to,
1: to, to be able to see these new devils at this new mm-hmm. level.
2: Yeah, I think that's a, you know, yeah. He needs to be able to see his new devils, yeah. Because for a while, that worked great for him, right? It probably has helped... Help them do well in the uh, in the organization. Just saying, yes, everything working. All these extra hours, it's like okay, but now as you continue to grow, your demands for your time are also going to grow, right? You need right. to figure out those new strategies so that you can actually grow yourself along with those demands.
1: Right, right. So the old solution would be work, work longer, harder, and keep going. Just business yeah. as usual, um, double down. Yeah, a double down, a double down solution to the problem of of any kind of anxiety around his performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, now he needs to pay really close attention to the devil at the new level, and take that and because it's not going to show up the way the old ones did. So he's got to find, see the new ones for what they are, like my friend with the pizza. And he's got yeah. to see these new things coming at him from different angles, and then he's got to figure out a way to respond. But we're our, our conversation is focused more on the noticing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, noticing uh, noticing that it's, his processes aren't working anymore. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, noticing that there's some there's a new devil afoot.
2: Yeah, I think probably one of the first things he's going to have to notice is he's probably had in his head in the past, like, how can I work more? Right. Maybe that was, he had that drive, right? Like, how can I go prove my drive? How can I go work more? And he's going to have to notice that he's, he's hit the ta- the top where now we need to shift that to how can I actually work less, right? How can right. I be more efficient with my time so that I can be doing the same amount in less time?
1: Right, right. And that's actually the complete opposite of what he used to do. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you if you move to, if you move to uh, it's kind of an in, I'm an industrial engineer by training, and the 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 one of the philosophies or one of the ways in which we're taught is how can you do as much as you basically used to do, but but consume less resources. Mm, yeah. So it's a it's a commitment to. Perform at the same level, but to do so with less time, less money, less people, um, without eroding customer satisfaction, without reducing quality. So, how do mm-hmm. you how do you keep your throughput or your output at the same, but
2: with the inputs
1: Studiously over. work to reduce all of the all of the factors,
2: all of the inputs. Yeah. I like that. And I think maybe one of the things he has to start noticing is, um, you know, they say once you, I think it's once you work more than 55 hours in a week, your Mm -hmm. productivity is so much lower that it's actually not, they claim it's like, it doesn't actually do any advantage to continue continue working. So he needs to start noticing or even tracking to see, am I being effective with a hundred hours I'm working? Right? Like there's might be a little bit where he's got to suck up his pride and be like, look, I, I could have, if I was focused the whole time I was there, if I was showing up as my best self, I could have done this in 55 hours because I slept four hours. Well, lay down in my bed and slept, right? But was thinking about other things. I was distracted. I had to run three times to go to the coffee store, (laughs) right? Whatever it is. And uh, yeah, start to notice how effective am I actually being with my working hours?
1: Right, which would, because that, 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 That question would lead him to do more with less.
2: Yeah. Show me has to, yeah. Right. And maybe so you can just show it, me he's capable of it.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. And it's not it's not the way he's used to thinking, mm-hmm. but it's the way that's appropriate for this level. Mm-hmm. So he's so to recap a little bit, his radar is changing to noticing that it's time to look for a new devil. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to credit Daniel Bailey, who I interviewed. She she gave me this phrase: "Level devils for levels. Levels, for, yeah, devils for levels." She she mm-hmm. popped that phrase and it stuck with me ever since. Uh, but so he needs a better radar for the devils, and always be aware that they're going to change, and that they're going to come at him from different angles as he progresses in his career. And then the next is how do I? What's my objective function in a way? instead of, and, and in this particular example he's changing from maximizing hours to almost like minimizing hours
2: yeah how do I how
1: do I how do I do because he's gonna have kids and he's gonna do this he's gonna do, this, he's, gonna do this, he's gonna do the other thing and he, he can't get there with the 100 hour a week or the, the propensity to add more hours the adding more hours objective, will destroy it's already destroying something so he may he should now change to a new a new a new goal Goal crazy go mm-hmm. back to your software <laughs> a new goal would be something like as few as few as possible mm-hmm. as the ultimate efficiency is to if you're writing back to code writing if you're writing code how can i produce the same result with as few lines as possible
2: yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I don't want to go too far into the solution if you're not ready, but probably to come up with that goal. We're into of the solutions what, already. Wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. So like figuring out where, how many hours he should be working a week, I think to really do two things with once, have that conversation with his fiance. You know, if you have that conversation of like one admitting like, Hey, I've been working way too much. I'm so sorry. Right. Like how much do you feel like is the appropriate amount for us to have a thriving relationship you know, still have the time for fitness for whatever it is. What's the, what should be the target? And I think having that conversation with her is gonna kind of mend things that could have been broken. But uh, yeah, one, it'll give them some accountability, right? Right. right. Sharing I with I a,
1: a website or a book. I think I, I, I shouldn't. I, I'm not going to mention the name of the book or the author because I'm I'm fuzzy on the details. But I can put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But this book recommended that to keep a marriage thriving, you need 15 hours of face-to-face contact with your spouse. Hmm. And the 15 hours, you you can't be watching, you can't be in a movie theater where you can't talk to each other.
0: Hmm.
1: You could watch TV. So you had basically kind of rules. You still need to be able to speak to each other. So you can drive, Mm -hmm. walk, exercise, Cook, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do. It's kind of like a date, mm-hmm. but you can't sit quietly because it's not sitting quietly doesn't count in the 15 hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Neither does sleeping. So if if you if you're a listener to this podcast and you think that you know your wife sleep a whole eight hours and that should count against the 15. It yeah. doesn't, <laughs> yeah. So 15 hours a week is what this guy says in his book, hmm. and he said. Everybody, he mentions that to squawks and says, no way. Because, you know, he he counsels couples who are having a difficult marriage. And they say, there's no way. Where am I going to find 15 hours? And he says, think of this as an affair. Would you find 15 hours if you were having a really juicy affair outside of your mm-hmm. marriage? And they go quiet. <laughs> because
0: <laughs>
2: Interesting.
1: Huh? Oh, yeah. They'd find $15. Hours. <laughs> it was a yeah. affair. They'd be doing all sorts of shenanigans to get the hours in because hmm. it, it's not impossible
0: hmm. if
1: you're highly motivated. And his argument is that you should see this as a hygiene factor. And when you're below the 15, you should see that as an early warning sign of trouble. Hmm. And you should, you should reverse the reverse your schedule or go back into your schedule. It's another devil Mm-hmm. For another level, you know, this is a—it's yeah. not a problem when you're in that honeymoon phase, first three years of marriage. This is not, this is not for that. This is for a year, probably that seven-year itch,
2: you' mm-hmm.
1: somewhere, somewhere around there, becomes a problem.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. I like that. Fifteen hours a week, find out with your week. with your spouse, face-to-face yeah. conversation time, not uh, watching Netflix.
1: Talking, but at least. You could talk if you wanted to. So like cooking is, you don't okay, talk yeah. the whole time Connectivity,
2: yeah. But not just sitting watching something.
1: Not, yeah. TV like because that. you can talk to each other while you're watching TV. But oh, okay, not but... movies where mm. you can't talk to each other in the movie. Silence is not church. Yeah,
2: what's expected, yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Not places you can't talk to each other. Hmm. But it's, I it's a, again, it's not a devil for the level. Devil for a yep. particular level kind of problem. Yeah, so I think that's the second, the second thing for us is finding finding solutions that fit. Um, so the first one was the radar, and the second mm-hmm. one is finding solutions that sort of really fit the circumstance and require you to have a new kind of goal. Mm-hmm. So it's really a instead of a number of hours per week problem, it's a it's a radar problem, and it's a it's a finding new goals to set, new objective functions, new, uh, new, new... Outlooks,
2: outlooks or strategies.
1: strategies, new goals, yeah, which would then lead yeah. to new strategies and new, new mm-hmm. processes, but you'd have to at least commit to something very different, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: minimize or efficiency, minimize the hours or efficiency, but you'd have to have that kind of commitment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think good. I like that. Yeah.
1: Well, on, the, on that note, maybe we could maybe we could wrap it up. Yeah. Um, because we've we've got a couple of things and um, enough to think about. That well, you know, we started off as a hundred hour per week problem, mm-hmm. and maybe if we had Albert listening to this, he may disagree because he's like, nah, <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For of those who know a little bit better than Albert, you know, that little bit. More mature, we're at a different level. These devils mm-hmm. may sound familiar to us, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that this really speak to our audience. Uh, Jason, how can folks get get more of you and hear more about your the work that you're doing with Goal Crazy and other other parts? Yeah,
2: of life? yeah. So uh my website is goalcrazyplanners.com I do have a podcast as well, the Goal Crazy Podcast. You know, don't go crazy, goal crazy go crazy. You can find me on Instagram, go crazy, Facebook, your normal places like that. But uh, yeah, I think probably check out the podcast or check out my planner and see if it's a good fit for what you're doing right now and need help with, with your time management issues or challenges that you might have. And also uh, I think a good thing kind of down the line of, you know, putting things on your radar. I think I've told you on my planner starts with kind of like a self audit to help you grade yourself in the different areas of your Perfect. life. So you can see, you know, what should be on my radar right now. And that's a really good place to start when you're starting to make a new plan for how to manage your time.
1: Right. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you'll send me those, send me the links. So I can drop I them in the show. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And folks, there's, there's a couple more, couple more that I want to tell you about upcoming an upcoming episode here on the task management and time blocking podcast. Uh, Keep listening. There's more to come in just a couple moments. Thanks for coming on, uh, Jason. Thanks Thanks so much
2: for having me. This was
1: fun. Great. Keep listening. Virtual Summit. Here's a 25% instant saving on your purchase of any ticket or content package. Simply visit timeblockingsummit.info/slash/subscribe-to-podcast. And here's a clip from our next episode with Dr. Melanie Wilson.
0: Well, <laughs> there are so many options, and
1: I don't. She doesn't even have a metric for knowing
2: how to evaluate these apps you know what
0: what should she be looking for specifically how does she try them out without completely disrupting her life so it it's definitely a quandary
1: (laughs) and if you want to leave a comment about this episode or any aspect of the work that we're doing here at the task management and time blocking podcast You can go over to www.replytofrancis.info and send me either a message uh, by text or send me a voice message a voice note and as you probably know we have a couple of places that you can interact with other people talk about this episode one is at the community mightytaskers.scheduleu.org and you'll see the link in the show notes and the other, of course, is our upcoming task management and time blocking summit coming up in March. Two outstanding opportunities to interact with other people about the ideas that you've heard on this podcast or any of the other episodes that are coming up. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing, I invite you to click on the Patreon link below to make a donation. And please don't forget to like our show And recommend it to others on iTunes, Stitcher, Google or whatever podcast, app or service you're using This is Francis Wade, I'm signing out I hope to see you on a future episode And until then, take care and all the best See you later